You're listening to the Mountainside Kairos Podcast. Welcome to the Mountainside Daily Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Pastor Sean here. I hope you had a great long weekend. Our scripture reading is in Luke chapter 18. We're going to read a a parable that Jesus gives beginning in verse 9. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Jesus said these words, Two men went up to the temple complex to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee took a stand and was praying like this, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like that there tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even raise his eyes to heaven. He kept striking his chest and saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you this, one of them went to their house justified rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the word of the Lord. When our family went to Africa in 2013 to do some medical missions work, we brought with us 18 Rubbermaid totes loaded with medical supplies. They'd all been pre-drilled with their lids secured with many zip ties, and I admit it all looked pretty suspicious when we rolled up to customs with a half a dozen luggage carts stacked high. I was worried that we'd get a grumpy customs agent or somebody who might try to make life difficult for us, seeing us maybe as an easy mark for a bribe, or they might just confiscate our stuff outright. And sure enough, we did. But thankfully, I had an ace in my pocket. And when I pulled it out, it changed everything. You see, I had a letter from the Kenyan ambassador on his official letterhead with a full commendation of our family from him personally with instructions to accept us with enthusiasm and offer us any assistance that we required. That letter changed the tone of every official that we encountered. Having the right commendation was the key. Well, this parable that I read tells us the type of person God blesses, the type of person that God gives his commendation to. And the answer should surprise us. It surely surprised those people who Jesus first told the story to. Now, I I love this story because truth is, if we were writing a commendation letter for one of these two guys, most of us would reflexively choose the Pharisee. I mean, he ticks all the church boxes. He uses the big words when he prays. He ties off his gross, not his net. He fasts, not twice a year, but twice a week. He's got a fish sticker on the back of his camel and all those Facebook memes with Jesus's face on it that say, only those who are not ashamed of Jesus of Nazareth will share this. Well, he shares everyone, every time. I mean, he's the guy you'd expect to be wearing the face mic on a Sunday and he knows it. He has scrutinized and evaluated his actions against all of those in the seats behind him at church. I say behind him because our boy is, of course, always in the front row. And he knows he's better, more faithful, more devout, more knowledgeable, more of everything than them all. There is nothing he needs to change because he's already there. He has proven it to everyone, including God, that he has what it takes. So God, I expect your letter of commendation in the mail this week. P.S., Did I tell you I fasted twice last week? Then there's the other guy. 
he, he's a mess. He, he sits in the parking lot at church trying to work up enough courage to go in. He waits 10 minutes after service starts to sneak in, but then he discovers that most mountain siders are just arriving then, so he waits five minutes more. He slinks into the back row in the far corner in the shadow with his hat pulled low over his eyes. He's just trying to be invisible. But every word of every song stabs him in the heart. Every description of God just makes him feel even lower and God even greater. And the gulf between the two just gets bigger if that's possible and it terrifies him. See, he comes with nothing to offer. All he has is this crushing weight of regret and the stench of his own sin. And by the end of the service, it's all too much. And he blurts out, please, God, give me mercy. There are some awkward glances from those around him. A few moms whisper to their children, don't stare, honey. But that right there, that's why we stay in school. Our front row superstar, he looks back and he feels a a brief stab of pity which immediately gives way to a renewed satisfaction of the choices that he has made for himself and he whispers, thank you God I'm not that guy. After the benediction is given, people are mingling, everybody's shaking the hands of our front row superstar while back row Bob, making no eye contact, heads to the car, slams the door, punches the steering wheel twice, and slumps forward sobbing. And at that moment, Jesus calls over the archangel Gabriel and says, get my official letterhead and send an official declaration of commendation from me. No, not to the guy shaking hands, to to him, to Bob in the car. Have it say this, quote, dearest Bob, the Lord Almighty has heard your cry for mercy and has seen that you have not tried to prove that you have what it takes or spent your time weighing out your own merits, realizing you have none. But I, Jesus, will prove to you that I have what it takes to justify you and make you righteous. For I never tire of forgiving those who are tired of sinning. Yours eternally, Jesus. So Mountainside, today may you remember that everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles themselves will be exalted by Jesus. God bless.